Hi, and thank you for joining us for the Compass Catholic Podcast. My name is Caitlin Kano. I'm joined by my co-host, Diana Rojas, as we meet every week to explore personal finance topics from an authentically Catholic perspective. On this podcast, we explore the spiritual, emotional, and economic aspects of money. Thanks for joining us. Hi there, Caitlin. How are you doing today? I'm great, Diana. How are you doing? Good. It's been a, a joy to talk to you a little bit already this morning. So I'm excited to continue our conversation. I always laugh when we talk. It's always good stuff. I know. We, we tend to go on for a while. So our recording sessions, we meet, you know, people who don't know, we meet on Saturdays. Diana's a teacher. I work throughout the week. And that seems to be our, our one time is early Saturday. For me, it's kind of mid-morning for you. But I think we probably do an hour total of recording and then probably two hours of, <laughs> of catching up and <laughs> sharing pictures of our, of our kids and nieces and nephews yeah. and stories. And, but I love it. I really do. So at Compass Catholic, we recently have um, started communicating with young Catholic professionals. And if you have not heard of this organization yet, and you are a young Catholic in the professional world, look them up. They are phenomenal. And when you become a YCP member, you get discounts to the Compass Catholic Bible study. So if you have not heard of them, look them up. If you don't have a chapter in your city, look into starting one. They are a really great organization providing support and, and kind of um, you know just developing community among young Catholic professionals. So we were thinking about how we can support them and today's topic is an effort to do just that. Yes, it's, it's the YCP is great. They have them all over the place. And like Caitlin said, if you haven't, Heard of them? Like, definitely look them up. In Miami, we have a group called CYP, so it's Catholic Young Professionals, but it's the same concept, just a little spin off with the name. Um, but some of our guests, Aaron is part of it in Texas. Am I correct, mm -hmm. Caitlin? Yeah. So yeah. they're all over the place and they're super awesome. And I think as a, a young adult myself, it's just been really cool to connect with other young adults and be able to have different kind of conversations, um, faith-filled, career-filled, money-filled, so just different conversations that are that are all around people who are trying to live life the way that I'm trying to live life as well. So um, this whole topic is just for us for young adults. So we just have some tips for young adults, especially if you're a single young adult, um, just ways to help manage your your money and your assets and, and the way that you are looking at your budget. So we'll just jump right in. Um, I think the first thing that we want to recommend is to look at the money map. So the money map is something that we have in our Bible study, Faith and Money Matters, and just kind of see where you are and to let that be your guide on where to begin and where you need to go. Right, Caitlin? Yeah, and I love the money map. It's such a fun tool. So go to compasscatholic.org. Just go to the money map. It's available on there. And it's a really quick little visual as to where you're at in terms of your journey of financial discipleship. Um, and there's seven destinations and at the seventh destination really is when you begin your ability to being able to say yes to whatever the Lord's calling you to do, mm. because you're free of earthly obligations. You have your debts paid off. You have, um, you know, money in the bank. So you can say yes to whatever his calling is. So it's a total of seven destinations. And, and we always talk about how people accomplish goals and, and what they can do to kind of make those goals a little bit more palatable. The money map breaks up the goal of being a financial discipleship or being a financial disciple into 
seven steps. And some steps you're going to work through quickly. Others may take years, but it gives you a little bit of an idea of what you have to do to move through that journey. Yeah, I was going to say, when you look at it, the, the intent is not to scare you or make it be something daunting. It's to look at it and just to see where you're at and where you can get to. And we've talked about this before a lot on the podcast. Sometimes you accomplish one, one task super quickly. The next one takes a long time. I've had to make U-turns in my roadmap. So mm -hmm. it's it's just a guide to, to help you get to the financial freedom. And, you know, I always refer back to Father Brian, Brent, Father Brent was his Father name. Brent. And he... Mm -hmm he said it so well, like when you're, when you're financially free of debt, you're able to really discern whatever it is the Lord is calling you, whether it's a new job, whether it's marriage, whether it's whatever it is, like when you're not worrying about your money, you're able to really pray with that and sit with, okay, God, I'm yours. What can I do for you? So I think it's just a good first step. Look at your, your money map. And even if you have to take a whole day, if you have to sit, pull up your bank account online, everything's online now, and just kind of go through and do a personal inventory and just see um, where you're at. I think it's um, a really important first step to just, okay, know where am I at in my financial journey right now? Yeah, and I think it's really important for young adults, especially young singles, to look at the money map because by the time I got to look at the money map, I was in my 30s, we already had um, a house, we had a rental property that we couldn't get rid of, so we were kind of at a weird place where I had some goals accomplished, others we were a little bit further behind. If you address this before you really kind of start developing assets or taking on debts, you can really follow it pretty naturally. And it's not going to be like you're, you're trying to piecemeal this thing together. So um, when you are a young single, a young adult, now is really the perfect time to look at the money map. So that's our first step for you guys. And our next step is, again, something so important, but just to look at your spending habits. So again, in our Bible study and on compasscalc.org, we have a spending tracker, which I loved when I was doing the Bible study. It was so awesome to fill that in and see like, where are my habits? Where is my money going habitually? Where I might even, I may not even be like thinking about that my money's going there. So I think that's a really good thing to do. Just look at that, fill it out. Um, and just kind of see where it is that your money's going and then you can reevaluate. Does it have to go there or can it go somewhere else or can it go to savings even? Yeah. And so many times we just kind of go through life and we forget to question our, our little everyday decisions. Um, and are those bringing us towards our goal or are we just doing them because they're habit? Are we just buying the coffee just because it's on the way to work or do I need to reassess my morning habits and kind of switch them up a little bit so I can accomplish my financial goals faster? Um, and, and I love that you use the tracker from compasscatholic.org. That's what they're there for. Use that tracker. It's great. It's a little Excel spreadsheet. Um, and, and it's really a cool little tool. I'm an app person because I'm always on the go. You know, I, I'm chasing kids around and, and everything else. And uh, I know you're always on the go as well. But um, I need things to be on my phone. If you don't get in my phone, you're not getting to me. So I use apps. And I love YNAB. There's also Mint I've used before. Mint is really good. But there's these great spending tracking apps. Some are free, some are not. Um, a lot of them can do auto links to your, um, your bank account. So it can pull the information. And all you have to do is categorize them. But the fun thing about those is that you can run reports as well. Mm -hmm. And determine, you know, is there a certain day of the week that I tend to be doing this? Um, and why is that? Why am I following this habit that's not maybe for my best interest or, or am I just taking for granted that this is the routine and I need to switch it up. So 
Use an app and determine what your habits are. So you can determine, is this something I really want to keep in my life? Or is this something I can change up so I can work towards my goal faster? Yeah. And like you said, I think we are creatures of habit. So there's always like a tendency you'll notice, mm -hmm. like maybe it's the end of the month or the beginning of the month, or maybe it's a certain store that you go to on Fridays or whatnot. But there are, for me, there's always been right. like a, a pattern that arises when I look at my budget. So it's cool to see that and then say, okay, whoa, like, why am I doing that? And do I need to be doing that? So I think this is, for me, it was a fun step to like, see where my money was going. Right. I know not everyone finds this fun, but you know, you know that I do. So I don't use the apps, but I use it, this, the spreadsheet. And it was really cool to see like, oh, wow, like, look at how much money is going to, for me, it's on Saturdays, I like to go to the bakery and get like a little coffee, a little like treat from the bakery. And it's simple, right? But that adds up. And so I'm just trying to be aware, be aware of those, those purchases that add up like that. So yeah. And it's not always about saying no to everything. Like, I think some people, um, especially those, you know, in the older generations, they, they see us eating our avocado toast and they're like, that's why you're not going to retire. Like, no, really the reason probably is our, our, you know, the crushing student loan debt. It's not the avocado toast, but if there are little changes we can make, that's going to help us move our towards move us towards our goal or just create awareness, right? Yeah. Like just going through the world mindless is not a way to go through the world. And if you decide that that morning bakery tree is what you really treasure, knowing that is going to make you savor it more. And it's going to be a more enjoyable experience rather than letting it just be a habit that you're taking for granted. So, um, yeah, I'm not criticizing anyone who enjoys their avocado toast or their <laughs> morning, you know, croissant, like you're not probably not going to retire easier because of that, that little <laughs> habit, but you're just creating awareness and maybe making little tweaks. I love that. Creating awareness is so awesome. I love that you said that, Kate. that's a great, great way to look at it. It kind of ties into our next point is just to avoid the lifestyle creep. And I love that you call it the lifestyle creep because it's, it's, the little things that we start doing that we don't even realize that before we know we have a mountain in front of us that we've created and we didn't even know how we got there. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, this is little things like when you need a new car and maybe you've had a raise in the past few months, all of a sudden you're now getting the leather and you're getting the extra options. And now the leather and the extra options in your mind become a need. Mm. They weren't a need in your last vehicle, right? Um, or just, just little things that happen that as we start moving up the corporate ladder, we allow ourselves to have some more treats in our budget, but now we start treating those as a need. So as you start having more liquid income and as you start having a little bit more cash that you're able to spend, be aware of those little decisions and don't let your perceptions of needs change. Your needs are the same whether you are 24 earning $24,000 a year or 30 years old earning $200,000 a year. We have the same needs, but we start changing our perception because we have additional mm. income and then it kind of skews our, our decision-making ability. So just be aware of it. I'm not saying you have to live like a 24-year-old earning $24,000 a year when you're 30 earning $200,000. I'm just saying that you're aware of what you can scale back should your income change. I love that. That's so awesome because I think a lot of young adults are in the point where they are starting to climb up that climb up that ladder. Mm -hmm. It's very easy to say, oh, well, I have more money so I can spend more money now. But like you said, your needs are 
you're saying, whether you're you or me or, or someone who just got out of out of college. So that's a I like that tip a lot. Um, so the next one, the next couple are kind of more like work focus as far as what your job can do for you or help you do. So at your job, um, just make sure that you're properly insured, that you're not over insured um, or underinsured, I guess is. But yeah, can you speak a little bit more about that? Because I know you know a wealth about that more than I do. Yeah. So when you are single and when you don't have, you know, a family that's, if, should you pass away, there's not people who are going to be dependent on your income. Just make sure you are not taking for granted um, what you're being told you should have for insurance, that you're doing the research yourself and that you're aware of your true insurance needs. Um, and this also goes for auto insurance and different things like that. I think it's worth considering especially for things like your life insurance, that you consider getting an additional policy that's outside of your employer. Should your employment go away, we don't want your life insurance to go away. Hmm. So just consider that, that if you um, are offered that through your employer, especially if it's something that they offer as an employment perk for no additional cost, you know, by all means, look into it, consider it uh, and start doing that research, but also consider getting a term policy that's separate from your employer. So should your employment go away, your life insurance does not. That's so important. And I just learned about that the last couple of years. And I was like, whoa, like I didn't even think about that. So I love that you mm -hmm. mentioned that because, yeah, I didn't realize. I mean, I guess I hadn't given it any thought. So it was just something interesting to realize and then make the correct steps to make sure that I am insured properly. So, yeah, I'm sure I'm not the only one that wasn't aware mm -hmm. of that. <laughs> but like you said, it's all about awareness. Um, the other kind of work related tip is to look at your employment benefits at your job. What are they, what does your job offer? There's a lot of times that, um, some jobs might offer tuition assistance or 401ks and just kind of be aware of those and, and see how you can use them to, to meet your goals. Yeah. And I mean, some employers offer some crazy insurance benefits. I've heard of some offering like pet daycare and pet insurance benefits it's really interesting what they can offer. And we, especially when you work for a larger company, they tend to have more options that are available for the employees. Um, look at what they offer. Is there something that fits in your life that you are not aware of? Make sure you're using things like your disability insurance and you're enrolled in those kind of programs um, that you, know, you may have to wait for open enrollment, but when they come open that you take advantage of those things. Um, also your 401k is huge. As soon as you can, follow the money map, but mm -hmm. as soon as you can, take advantage of your 401k and especially up to your employer's match. I mean, especially, right? Like, so make sure you're using your employment programs as young adults. And when we're only responsible for ourselves, we forget about our future self and take care of your future self. Get into that 401k, utilize your employer's match and get that going as young as possible because time is on your side and time is the biggest indicator of future success when it comes to investments. I think the other thing that I just, I was thinking about as you were speaking is like the PTO <laughs> days. I know at some jobs, like they'll pay you out for those days. Just be aware of that. Like, and sometimes they roll them over, just kind of see what that, see what that looks like for your job. There's so many things that, that jobs can do for you as far as um, all the benefits. So just take the time to look into that and just, again, be aware of, of yeah. what's out there for you. And that PTO is important because time is money. You know, if, if you have PTO days and they're going to either give you the cash value of them or it's worth you taking them to go do something else or take a personal day to recheck with yourself and, you know, get emotionally set before you jump into another 
you know, several months of work, use them. They give them to you as a benefit for a reason. It's meant for your well-being. So use them and time is money. I agree. That's great. Mm -hmm. So the last tip that we have for you listeners today is um, just to give thought and prayer to whatever your goals and your plans are. Um, so before you make any kind of decision, you should always be praying, but especially big financial decisions, like really take time to sit and pray about it and see how it lines up with your goals of what you're trying to achieve. Yeah. And I think too often, uh, you know, people in general, but especially young adults, they just go through the motions because they're overwhelmed with, you know, getting through school, making sure their bosses are happy. They forget to check in to themselves and say, what are my goals? What does the Lord intend for me? What are my plans where I can serve him best using my talents and my treasure and everything else? So have a plan for yourself because all too often we've been talking about this um, in other episodes and also when we're not recording, we're seeing a lot of people who don't know what they want to do. They're not quite sure where they want to go in life. They know they want to do something. And so what they do is they go back to school. And they start mm -hmm. taking on new debt. And that's not always the wrong decision. But if it's not done with thought and prayer and an understanding about how this decision is going to get me to my goal, then it's just going to be more debt, you know, and debt is something that's going to detract us from our true purpose. So I see this a lot that people don't know what to do. So they go back and get a master's or a second master's or you know, uh, maybe go back and get a second undergrad. I've heard of that a lot recently. And if it's not moving you towards your goal that you feel like the Lord has spoken in your heart as to what he wants you to do on this earth, then it's time to take a step back. And, and we see these other decisions, like um, we were talking before about people who make just big purchases because it's what you do. You know, I, I'm going to go ahead and get a new car because my old car is five years old and that's what you do as you go get a new car. Or, you know, I've been renting for a few years and now it's time to buy because it's just time to buy. It's, it's what you do. Question those things. Bring those to prayer. Is that going to get you closer to where the Lord wants you to be in your life? And if it's not, don't do it. Yeah, I mean, I, I chuckled because it's so true, right? And I think as you were speaking, what came to me is like those purchases oftentimes like when you're bored and you buy something or when you're bored and you say, oh, I'm going to go back to school. Like that to me speaks to like, okay, there's some kind of void or an emptiness going on that is not, you know, like the whole, is it St. Uh, Augustine that your heart is restless till it rests with him? Like mm. it, it's a restlessness. Right. And so instead of just trying to fill that with a purchase or with school or with something else, like let's sit with God and okay, God, like where is this void coming from and what do you want me to do with it? Because to be quite honest, if you have enough money to go buy a new car or to go back to school, or if you have enough, like, then maybe you can use that money in another way. Like, what can you do to serve the Lord better? We're, you know, we're here on this earth to know, love, and serve God. So take that to prayer. And I just feel like that that void will be filled a lot quicker, um, maybe not instantaneously, but a lot quicker mm -hmm. if you're praying with it and really sitting with that than just filling it with a new purchase or going back to school and Knowledge is great, right? And you said it's not always the wrong choice, but take the time to sit and wait for an answer as far as, okay, what should I do next um, if I am restless in this area of my life? Yeah, for sure. And I, I just think we, you know, there's just 
some things, especially in our society, we just take for granted as their truths without questioning them much. And one of which is more education is always better. Um, you know, when we have a void, it's something that we need to fill materialistically. And it's not true. It's not true. And if that means that you're going to be an oddball, be an oddball. Like, it's totally fine. You know, bring this to prayer. Think about it. And maybe the answer is for you to go back to school. Maybe. Maybe the answer is going to be coming to you in prayer that you need to stick it out at your current employer. Maybe the answer is going to be something else. I don't know what the answer is. But if you just take the surface level answer because you're told that is the default thing to do, just question it, you know, bring it to prayer. And, and I, I just think it's something that's worth discerning, especially if you are considering taking on debt. Um, I, I don't think the Lord really ever intends for us to take on debt. I don't think he would give us something that's going to get, distract us from him. So if that's involved in the decision, that may be something that you need to examine. Yeah, for sure. So these are just some tips that I think are intended for young adults, but really I think they could go for anyone um, in any stage of life, but just hopefully they were helpful and you can pray with some of these and see which ones you want to start with. Um, and if you're okay, Caitlin, I don't, I'm happy to close this in prayer if that's yes, okay I with you. Love it. Yeah. In the name of the father and the son, and the Holy spirit, come Holy spirit. What are we thinking? We praise you. Thank you for the gift of our time together, Lord. It's always a joy to be able to speak amongst friends and to speak on, on topics that are important to you and to us. We pray that you can open our eyes and guide us in all of our steps that we should be taking financially, spiritually, emotionally. Let us remember to put you first. Let us always seek to know, sub, know, serve, and love you better, Lord. We ask all this in your name. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you liked it, would you please subscribe and share it with a friend? We'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions or ideas for future episode topics, you can email us at podcast at compasscatholic.org. Or you can give us a call at 407-878-7637. We are so happy to be on this journey with you.